women staring My villain appearance, sacred blood of a king in my vein ain't spilling Ghetto Othello, sugar hero mellow, Camaro driven I climax from paper, then ask why is life worth living Is it the hunt for the shit that you want to receive great, but I lust giving The best jewelers wanna make my things I make Jacob shit on the rain just to make me a change Niggas mentioned the one love, came home with a paper in hand They gotta brag about the feds, young man Old cribs I sold, y'all drive by like monuments Google Earth, Nas, I got flats in other continents Worst enemies wanna be my best friends Best friends wanna be enemies like that's what's in But I don't give a fuck, walk inside the lion's den Take everybody's chips, bout to cash the men Up your catalog, dog, mine's worth too much Like Mike Jack's ATV part, Matola can't touch
wearing my villain appearance sacred blood of a king in my vein ain't spilling ghetto othello sugar hero mellow camaro driven i climax from paper then ask why is life worth living is it the hunt for the shit that you want to receive great but i lust giving the best jewelers want to make my things i make jacob shit on the range just to make me a change niggas mentioned the one love came home to paper in hand they gotta brag about the feds young man old cribs i sold y'all drive by like Google Earth, Nas, I got flats in other continents. Worst enemies wanna be my best friends. Best friends wanna be enemies, like that's what's in. But I don't give a fuck, walk inside the lion's den. Take everybody's chips, bout to cash the men. Up your catalog, dog, mine's worth too much. Like Mike Jack's ATV part, Matola can't touch.
question. I remember one was the. So much fake news. Gandalf was the pro. Gandalf was the Uncle Sam of, of the Shire. He was propaganda. Propaganda. <laughs> he, he was the Bernie Sanders of the Shire. Hallelujah. A wizard, a wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he needs to. And, <laughs> and Bernie Sanders fuck. always looks like he's perpetually late for a meeting. He's always just disheveled <laughs> enough that it's like, I, I looked, they, they messed up my alarm clock. He it does that look on purpose. <laughs> that look gets some pussy in Vermont. Well, he does have late for work hair. I think it's about pussy with you. I love pussy. I, I love it when Larry David plays Bernie Sanders. That is <laughs> a, a appropriate um, casting, I believe. It's like Baldwin is Trump. It's just the shoe fits perfect. Mm-hmm. I've seen better Trumps. I thought Alec Baldwin's impersonation of Donald Trump was very untasteful. <laughs> untasteful? Very untasteful. <laughs> I don't... Sam's a master of the language. Let him make up his words and believe them. Okay. He says them with such conviction. Oh, no. I, I, I got a blank notebook out. I'm, I'm learning new words all, all of a sudden. I love it. <laughs> all the, the the gems dripping from his honeyed lips. So what are you going to do to occupy your time during spring break if you're locked indoors? Um, luckily, we are consigned to our homes, but not to our minds. So oh. I got leaves and fungus, and we'll... See how far I can shoot my mind into the stratosphere. He's gonna other go psychonaut. Nice. Other than that, I got an EP I'm trying to record and a longer book that I've been writing. So I got that, and then when I start running out of mind-altering substances, then I'll panic. But Which ones are you doing now? Um, right now, just a little in the clouds because I want to be responsible. But as soon as I get the go-ahead to bit not be an adult anymore with the schoolwork. It is open season on my mind. Oh, good. <laughs> no brain cell left <laughs> over. Yeah, I like nitrous uh, quite a hopefully bit. Hopefully I'll have some beautiful tunes, some funky stories, and I can get back on a mic and start telling jokes in person <laughs> when the, <laughs> soon enough. But Good stuff. Yeah, how y'all getting through this? I can, I'm glad you're not letting things stop you and continuing this pillar of culture and society and sanity that y'all are operating. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I mean, like as essential we're to me is like the supermarket cuz I've talked more about on mutiny than I have been outside. Oh. So. Yeah, well, I mean, we I want to keep the phone lines open for people 415-550-511 just so they can come in and feel like of they Of course, I appreciate the human contact. Oh, so. well that and just we I want people to like you know, tell us what's going on with them and what's, but media outlets are considered essential. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's saying that uh, the only thing I'm saying by keeping it open is like, I don't know. Comedy is essential to me. I don't, I didn't, I don't know how essential it is to everybody else. And it's I don't the only know. reason I, I've survived. Or, long. or, you know, what's more essential than even comedy for me. It's, it's stage time and the opportunity that. I could possibly be saying something that someone was listening to. And I want to leave that open so that we don't have to, like, be in an echo chamber of whatever Netflix makes us think about. Anyway, thanks Thank for calling for in, Shane. Thank you for the conversation. Yeah. Safe, y'all. Oh, here's the quote. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass you are, you lying piece of shit. 
too cowardly to confront me in real life, so you do it on Facebook, she wrote. You are the biggest faggot ass in the Whoa. world. Here she goes. The biggest pussy. My dick is bigger than yours, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Wow. wow. I cannot not like her, that's though. Cindy. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. Cindy. That's Cindy Brady right wow. there. a little aggressive for Cindy this Brady. Is this is how I swear at people when I'm really, really angry. Like, you hear me when I'm on the show and I go crazy, but I don't think I would write it down. So she wrote it down and thought about she that wrote shit. It down. I wouldn't text. I mean, maybe. This is, I, I just want to I wanna, I, I wanna send this text out to everybody. I'm just going to read it one more yeah, time. Yeah, it's just so much paste and, paste and copy that it's motherfucker. So, it's just paste and copy. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass you are. Are you lying piece of shit? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. So you do it on Facebook. You are the biggest faggot ass in the world. The biggest pussy. My dick is bigger than yours, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are. Lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. So good. That's the business. Son. So good. I, I I'm sorry, but the, the only problem is if it she had if she had done that at work maybe, but she took that shit to the house. Like the, he got followed and shit. That's no, what really the, did her in, because that's a solid now, message. Okay, here's the thing. There's, uh, because I think it's kind of funny. It's super. But funny. I also, I, uh, part of me feels like you know she. I know that. What? Well, that was a threat. At the end of that, the, she kind of got threatening. Uh, will you switch three and four for me? Because yes, I'm going to do something funny here. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Thank you. But Trump support, I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on, I'm going to, this is a, this is a rap, rap background. We're going to rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. You are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook. You're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy. Uh, my dick is bigger than yours. Which, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, slowly. I said Susan Olsen. And painfully. They call me Cindy and Brady. My name is Susan Olsen and I love Trump today. Oh, oh, Olsen. Brady, get it. Brady. I hope. Uh, I, I sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve. Karma wise, you pathetic little cunt. You are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. What? Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Slowly. What? Slowly. And painfully. My name is Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. They call me Cindy. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen, they call me Cindy Brady. I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Enjoy. Don't call me Martin. Enjoy. I'm living in that Martin. Enjoy. Susan Olsen, the biggest cunt, drops a pole to fuck you. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy. That was that was that was good, right? Did we just make a song? I think I, did we just that was pretty dope. Did we just make a song? I think that, we did. That was for you, Susan Olson. That was that was fun. I'm glad we uh, did the first. So there was there was a Susan Olson rap that happened one time when Latoya, the sheriff of truth, and I, and George D. Smith, who is now dead and super defunct. I mean, I guess you're defunct if you're dead, right? But he still exists because you can hear him on all these mutiny radio podcasts. Also. Like, Frosty Nugs died, and no one gave a shit, but I super gave a shit. And he had 10 soul sausages that were here at Muni Radio, and they're all downloaded, and you can listen to them on the night playlist. And I miss Frosty Nugs. He was a really great guy. And everyone's like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I've got music that he liked to play. He loved fish, friends. He loved, he was a good guy. And nobody... It's cool. I, 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 when I die, it'll be like blah, 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 blah. Hopefully, hopefully someone takes the six novels that haven't been published and they're like, oh, were those good? Or the four children's books and we can write things to them. And she's dead now. Yeah. Just like a fucking, oh, she's the cutest lady ever, but she was super ugly and she lived in her, uh, Emily Dickinson. Yay. She lived in her apartment, um, forever and then she only had three published poems when she was alive but then when she was dead everyone's like oh my god emily dickinson she was the best poet they ever poeted you got Hello? mike bonds in yeah, the house yeah mike bonds in the house comedian extraordinaire how you doing tonight pam or today well i mean come on i'm uh i've been uh drinking a lot yeah so having a good time wait have, have nice that. saturday nice Nice. Had a good show. Had a good show earlier at Atlas Cafe. Check it out. Mutiny Radio sponsored. You know what I mean? It's good times in comedy. I'm liking this new this new everything's opening up thing. Carnival. Don't you like that? Everything's opening up. No, I want everything to stay clandestine and shut down because that's where I was finally getting people like Oh, only 30 people can be there? And yeah. that's what I've been dealing with for the whole time. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, 30 people. And they're like, oh. And everyone's like, oh, 400 people again. And I'm like, fuck your faces. Yeah. Fuck you with your 400 faces. Yeah. Because, y'all, I've been holding down about 30 faces all this time. Absolutely. And was I asked to be on cops? Yeah. No. Nope. No. Pam is holding was, me radio was down there, up in was here. Was there a comic who grew up in my room? Who then a few of us did. It. And but the are were they on cops this weekend? Ha ha ha. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Nothing. Is it well? You run into your own speed. Uh, I don't see you doing anything wrong. Everyone else gets to get ahead, and I don't. And I keep working harder than everyone ahead, else. Though. And I but keep you working, and I'm gonna die. I am boxer. Ah. No one knows how to read. None of you know about Animal Farm. I'm talking about the old horse that nobody there. I will work harder. What about Animal I am farts? boxer. What about Animal Farts? Do they, you know about Animal Farts? Well, that's a you whole new Google thing. That. I mean, Google I guess, that. oh no, they're like, all the methane gas is making us all die. And I'm like, do you know how to read, you 
I was I was rolling through uh, somewhere near south, and it was like in California somewhere, and it was like five minutes of straight funk. I mean, like it was so much cow shit in the air, I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn, that's a lot of cow shit. It's like past Tracy or something. I was no like, that's way. a lot no of cow shit. No on the five. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, eat less cows. Eat less cows. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you got a lot eat of steak more sauce, people. Eat more if you got people. a lot of steak sauce, then you know you gotta do what you gotta do. I, you know, I mean, mm. if you got a plenty of steak sauce, you know you gotta do what you gotta do. So, funny enough, steak sauce—the the thing that is in there is tamarind, uh-huh. which is the thing that everyone's like, "What is that thing that's in steak sauce?" And yeah, it's tamarind. Tamarind. And, yeah. And okay. It, yeah. All right. Tamarind. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Tamarind. Remember that. Hey, I think I'm going to go get me a taco. You want a taco, Pam? Sure. What kind of taco you want? Like chicken, beef, or... I, I'm a beef I'm a beef girl. I like or all pork. the cows. Or pork. No, I mean, I I am 33% pork at okay. this point. Okay. You have no idea how much cow... Um, okay, what pork, do you want? Chicken? I, pork? Okay, I got, I got I'm you. Going, I'm going beef. Okay, what you want on your tacos? Lots of cilantro. Okay, lots of cilantro. Got and you. spicy things. Spicy, spicy, and lots of cilantro. Spicy. I'll be right back. Cilantro. Even the the meat doesn't even matter. Like right. it's just a, it's just a just a conduit for the fucking salsa. All, right. All these crazy kids. All right, I'm smoking a cigarette. We're on the radio. None of you are listening. This is crazy. I'm going to play songs I like to listen to. Although out on the street, they're playing songs they like to listen to. And that's great. Okay. I'm going to make some music happen. Hold on. Don't worry about anything. There will be no dead air. We'll never dead air. Not, not in Mutiny Radio. Oh, my God. Yay! What are we gonna do? We're on the final frontier. Oh my gosh, a morning train. Here we go. So, um, I'm gonna play a morning train, and it's great because JD Buell's been dead for a couple years, and that's crazy. And what a beautiful, like I, I still imagine him. I, we used to have shows that butted up against each other and 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 he had a colostomy bag and he was so embarrassed about it and I was like dude let's talk about it and he's like nah because I'm a weirdo and he but he was one of the most amazing people like JD Buell I'm sorry you're dead bro I'm really excited about your show I'm glad that I have all of it here at Mutiny Radio the um, the uh, what was the question? We were talking about uh, the. Oh yeah, Yeah, was this something that you saw yourself doing your never whole saw life? Myself, you know, the weird thing about stand up is I never really saw myself doing stand up. I, I kind of wanted to go to law school. My sister's doctor was a lawyer. I always thought it'd be really fun to be a lawyer because I like uh, I like reading. I like learning up on stuff, and then I think being in a in a courtroom battling some other dude would be hella fun. Right. Um. So that that's something that I was actually focused on doing. But then I met my friend Sammy. He was doing stand up comedy a year into it. 
brought me into uh, a couple mics. Right, so this is crazy. This is Kabir, Kabir, Kabir Singh. We started, and then you just get addicted to that, man. What I was mean, your, what was your, do you remember your first, first experience? Time, do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I did Mission Pizza over there in Fremont. It was like Valentine's Day, yeah. 2009, I think. So I just go up there, and uh, again, I invited a lot of my friends. I'm from Fremont, so there's like 40 of my friends. Right. And I just remember going up there and just doing like 20 minutes, 25 minutes almost the first time. And I did really well because all my friends were over there. I, like, killed it. I was like, okay, this is really – this is what I should be doing. This is awesome. And then I hit, like, four mics that week, and it was just, like, not the case. And, that, yeah, it, yeah. it hurts, right? It hurts. The world is just all like, uh, I, mean, I don't know who Mark is, so this isn't funny. Why are you talking about your friend? <laughs> like, you guys know Mark. I'm like, we didn't go to your high school, sir. Okay, so how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that rejection? Because here's the thing about comedy, man. Like, when the crowd rejects you, you feel it immediately. Yeah, it's not like you, you put up a – I don't care. You, you're not supposed to. to. I, oh, most definitely. Oh, I don't care. I just yell back at them. Right. I said, I'm sorry, you're not too uh, smart to understand this dick joke, but right. I don't think it's not funny. <laughs> it's a very sophisticated dick joke. That's exactly you know, what's going on. When you get rejected by hot girls eight times a week, who gives right. a shit about the crowd and Billings? Well, see, that, that's... <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's a great like, what point, What I really though. wanted was Tanya, not for you idiots to like me, so I don't give a shit. No, no, but that's a great point, though, man, because yeah. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like when you get accustomed to the feeling of, yeah. of rejection, of instant yeah. rejection, it's easier to go out into the world and yeah. just be as badass as you want to yeah. because it's, it can't hurt you. It's like it's like being whooped on the back so many times that your back is just numb now yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, do you your find... It's do, like, I don't love you. It's like, like, I don't care. You're like, I don't love These me either. jokes aren't working, Kelly. I'm at Mission Pizza. I don't love me either, okay? I know. I tell you, dude, that's, that's the thing about it. You cannot care about the crowd. You have to... Rejection... Even when you get great, you're getting rejected. I mean, there's always going to be rejection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even when you blow up, there's going to be roles that you're not going to get or TV shows that you're not going to be on, even if you're out there killing it. Right. So you got to get quick. Rejection should be the first thing you should actually think of. Right. So when you're happy, when the one rejection doesn't happen, you're like, you know what? Things are good. <laughs> I'm going to be it's fine. Like, uh, it's like they're serving breakfast after 10. This isn't a victory. <laughs> is there is, is there like a goal for you, though, Kabir? Like, what, what is I, – I get this question from uh, – younger comics like what is it that you want to do like what where do you want to be in like five yeah. or ten years what is what is the goal that Kabir Singh has in mind in terms of yeah. comedy or entertainment well listen you can't put a number on when you want to achieve it but like literally my goal is I love doing stand-up comedy that's my thing I would love performing on the road 260 days a year yeah. all over America and the world repeatedly theaters and sell tickets of course fortunately you have to get on television to do that and other stuff that you have to get good at to do what you want to do um but that's that's basically the goal and really honestly the goal i mean of just going city to city and making people laugh i've pretty much already over i've already achieved i mean i get to go i mean i'm not getting paid great and there's a lot of shows that do suck yeah. but i'm still hitting that i still get to go out and make people laugh so it's a lot of fun it would be fun doing it while being getting rich, I guess. That, that would also be dope. I, I'm, is that the way to say it? Yeah. Is that the right way to answer that question? I think that's the most direct I'd way like to do it. I'd like to get rich doing exactly what I'm what doing I right do. now. What I want to do, please. <laughs> right now please. is good. Um, I, I, it's, uh, 20 more grand a show would be nice. <laughs> I know I know you're going city to city, and that definitely is one of the perks of uh, doing stand-up comedy, but you're originally from the Bay Area, Bay Area. Um, from Fremont. 
my my question is this though: Do you think that there is a huge difference between like Bay Area, the Bay Area comedy scene, versus out you know the rest of the world? And I, know, I yeah. hate to sound pretentious because I know the Bay Area people right. usually sound like you know our shit don't stink or something like that, right? But what what is Bay Area comedy compared to? somewhere on you know in the midwest or, or down south we, we 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 are literally at the best the bay area is the best place to get good at stand-up because it's a melting pot and you're gonna get all different kind of crowds throughout the week i mean it's crazy i mean you could just go in there and do i mean there's just so many people here right uh people talk about the midwest like it's easy they're the easiest crowds really they're happy to see you it's arkansas <laughs> <laughs> i mean i hate to be a dick but <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're, right they're, it's way harder to impress and make people laugh at Roosters on a Sunnyvale when the whole Oracle and Yahoo's over there that's just trying to get drunk or San Francisco with all these guys where you can't say anything at all. Right. You know, they're way harder than going in the – I mean, Bay Area is a perfect place to get good. I mean, this is the best place. You go to different rooms, get good. Midwest, Chicago, Denver, they're the same people. Yeah. Everyone watches the same stuff on television – I mean, it's crazy. Everybody yeah. watches that. And you kind of already know how people think just by watching the news and the shows that are successful and the cartoons that do well. Yeah. They're not totally different of it. When you start going to like Glasgow and stuff where your accent, like Scotland, where you're just talking and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. Right, right, right. That's when it becomes an issue. Has, <laughs> has that been an issue oh, for you? Oh, Lord. I went, I lied to this promoter like four years into stand-up. He's like, you're a headliner. I'm like, yeah, headline America. Oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, we need to headline these, uh, this like UK tour. And I was like, hell yeah. He's like, you got an hour? I'm like, yeah, I got an hour. At Tommy T's right. in the San Jose Improv. I'm four years in. <laughs> right. They throw me in a Glasgow in like Birmingham, and I'm just up there like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> I mean, Glasgow, they just stared at me. I've never seen it. I was an hour. That was good. I still had an hour of good shit. I was yes. doing it. But it was just 45 minutes, and people were just looking at me like, I don't understand a word that's coming that's out of That's incredible. Time. And I'm like, it's English. Right. And they tell me something. So I kind of don't understand what you're saying. This it's, is weird. It's two people speaking English, completely different accents. Same don't know language. what the hell. Yeah. So so what's going on in your mind? I mean, you're talking about going overseas to do comedy. Oh, yeah. And you're you kind of you know you kind of gassing yourself up to this guy by saying, yeah, I got an hour. Oh. I mean, course. so so what all else those you can tell the guy. It's you're not gonna say no. Two grand a show. Yeah, you're not gonna say no. An hour, sir. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So what Which you, hour would you like? <laughs> what are you thinking in those? What are you thinking in those 45 minutes where they're just the watching? I'll you? bring it, sir. Well, no, no. What are you thinking in, the, in that time where where you're just being judged? <laughs> Oh, do, while I was bombing? Yeah. Oh, they immediately knew I wasn't shit the minute I got there. Like, <laughs> they put me on the first show in London. like 30 minutes into that, just sweating. I'm like, so you guys, uh, the McDonald's here tastes funny. Right. <laughs> just it. Scotland was tough. They didn't understand a word. But you know what? They were so polite. Like, I, I, they were just so cool that they wanted me to do well. They understand there was a language barrier. They understand that it's not my fault. Yeah. There's a lot more respect for comedians in the UK, like we're looked at, like there's a lot of TV shows in the UK where they just put stand-up comedians on a panel and they just talk about their opinions. Right, Something right, right. that we would destroy here. If exactly. Yes. Like the, the structure over there, comedians are really well respected. So even though I was eating, eating it, and in my head I'm like, this is really bad. They were still not rude. They weren't booing. They were just listening, and they're like, you know, they understood when it clapped. Yeah. But you could just tell as a comedian that, dude, none of this is working, and you're you're not gonna get paid. You're not, you're not getting that satisfaction, right? <laughs> you're not scratching that itch. You got a piece of paper over there, man, with some stuff written down. Did you want to read some of that stuff off? Oh no, I want to ask a question. Yeah. Oh, uh, you want? Okay, go yeah, I want to ask you a couple questions. Oh, you want to ask me a job. question? Because like as a comedian, right? So I've been doing just stand up. Never had a day job while I was doing stand up, at least, other than the telemarketing I did 15, trying to hook up with that girl. Rejection again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the. Um, when you do stand-up, when you have, like, a full-time job, dude, yeah. like, how do you balance the two? Like, I guess my question is, if you have to do radio, 
in the morning for a big radio show on like a Wednesday, but you get this gig in Arizona that doesn't pay anything, or a gig in LA that doesn't pay anything, but industry is there and you need to be show your face over there to do well and you got the spot. I mean, how do you pick that? Well, at this point, you know, I, I got to a point where um, I had to make a decision. It's like, look, I, I signed this contract to do this radio show that I really enjoy doing, um, but at the same time, you know, if I, if a great opportunity comes up in uh, in LA or Seattle or wherever yeah. it may be, you have to make a decision. You have to choose, well, you know? never good opportunities in Seattle. <laughs> well, yeah, or wherever it may be, wherever it may be, right? on the Seattle gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down to uh, Topeka and see if, see if I can make that make that work. No, um, I mean, but again, like when you, so you, you just have to weigh the options, you right? You just have it's to like, weigh the options. Whichever one is worth it more. I mean, if, if it's a big show on, a, on on the radio on Wednesday morning and I want to go to L.A. or whatever, but I but let's say they're not paying or let's say I'm not too sure about the booker or I don't yeah. know, I don't know the people that well, I might side with the radio show. Right, right. Although my first love is stand-up comedy, I only got into radio because of stand-up comedy. Um, that's I kind of I kind of stumbled into into sports talk radio right. and, and morning radio. So I know right. where my loyalties are. It's definitely towards comedy. But yeah, sometimes you just got to make a tough decision, and, and, what, and sometimes what, you do have to pass up on a gig that sounds cool. Yeah. But you're not very sure about oh, you know, you, know you start weighing it. Yes, anyway. Exactly. Like, oh, this person's there, that person's there. You, you might drive seven hours. People. You might drive seven hours to get there, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you're getting bumped. Nine people, you're getting bumped. Your boss is calling you. So yeah, <laughs> where so are you? It's just a lot of hard decisions, man. You just you just got to know. But I look at it like this: it's a good problem to have, you know, because because you got two things that you love. I have two things in, that I love in my life: radio and comedy. Yeah. I get a chance to, you know, I've worked hard enough to be able to be in, engulfed in both of them. So it's a good problem to have. But I just have to make the tough decision. But radio wasn't your only job doing stand-up, though, right? You had no, no. I, before radio, like, before I actually did full-time radio, I used to sell asphalt for a for a uh, construction company. Geez. I was an asphalt estimator. Estimator. I would, I would go Go to your parking lot. I would measure it all out. I. Uh, Were you good at that? I was pretty good. You, dude, let me tell you everything. something. Let me tell you something. Asphalt is a lucrative industry. It's imagine. everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. You really don't think about it until you actually start selling it, and then you yeah. look around. And you're like, God damn! Every single road, every single freeway, almost all driveways. Yeah, you know, no, it's all. That. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, man. But you don't notice it until you're actually making money off of it. That's gangster. So well, yeah. What time did you have to go to work for that? That was when you're in sales. You kind of have more of an open oh, schedule. Yeah. So, you, so you know, you can make your own schedule. So that one that, with a Big Mac. All, all the time, bro. One o'clock. Parking I'm, I'm lot at, looks like shit. Yeah, Give it doesn't matter. Cheese. It's all cracked up. But I got an In-N-Out burger, so I'm good to go. So this is a brand new building. (laughs) Pull your pants up. But what was the worst thing about, uh, like, out of all the jobs you had while doing stand-up? And I still, I I can't imagine this not being radio just because of the the timing. But what was the worst thing about any job you had while you had to mix it in with stand-up? Ooh, uh, I'd say, okay, I'd say the worst thing about um, this one job I had where I was basically customer service. Uh, and I sat in a cubicle all day and I sold, you, you ever seen them? You ever seen office you know, the, the office, the office, right? Oh, the, the office. show, the yes. office, you I know how close. they, you I know how close. they, yeah, very close. Well, that. the office, I got one word, right? Actually, the <laughs> office space sentiment. That was my life sitting in that cubicle. I've definitely had that feeling, but just like the office, the TV show, I actually sold paper products. No way. So I was selling paper plates, selling paper cups. My whole life was paper. It was just a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it, I was just, everything in my life was, was bendable and breakable and rippable because I, I was just engulfed in this paper world so that that was the worst part about doing that job customer service for a person like me yeah. is that I hate sitting down for yeah. hours at a time I hate being quiet for hours at a time <laughs> I'm on the phone and I'm on the computer all day which I cannot just I cannot stand that and it would burn the fat off my soul dude so when I would leave there that's at five what, o'clock so scared to hear there when that's I would crazy. leave there at five o'clock yeah. I hated life life I, I, Damn, and, and here's the thing I lived on the same block as I worked on 
understand that I lived on the same block as I worked on. This is over on uh, on Cherry Street. So it was like no commute, you would just no, walk. It was just I would just every day I wake up, I walk to work, I I burn on the inside, then I'd go home, smoke some weed, cry for a little while, oh, and then and then just listen to sports talk radio, and then just repeat in the morning. It was the saddest. Damn, it dude. was the saddest time of my life. And you man. just hated paper, like you 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 refused I to write ref- jokes on paper. Yeah, I, now I, I'm like Jay Z, man. I just freestyle like, everything. Give me cardboard. Down. I'm not using this shit. <laughs> cardboard. What just, do you mean there's no cardboard? Board. Is this the improv? So that was it right there, man. That was that was the uh, the worst. You guys need cement or paper? <laughs> I can't imagine having to do that shit because like it just it's gotta be worse if you do the, a show. Yes. Bomb. Wake up in the morning. Sell no paper. Sell no paper. It's <laughs> like that was a fun 24. Is a terrible. Yeah, I had a lot of those 24. The, the 72 hour power. The 72 power hours. I guess you see you getting you bumped on a show. It's like you don't know how much I need this. Size. I need this. I gotta sell All these right. cups. The paper industry is literally crashing. <laughs> <laughs> They've got these notes on the phone now. It's just... This is crazy, man. What's the single worst moment of your life at a day job other than getting fired? Ooh, single worst moment of my life. Um, I worked at a liquor store for a long Damn, time, dude, how actually. How many jobs did you oh, have? I've had dude. many jobs, my friend. How old are you here? Uh, like nine? I, I mean, I've, t- I've done everything, man. I've, I worked... My first job was, was when I was in? 11 years old. Who, no. Oh, what were you doing at 11? At 11 years old, I was Legally. stocking... I was stocking beers and soda. That is so illegal now. I'm not, I'm not even supposed to touch the beer, but I was stocking beers and soda, and, and by the time I was 13, I moved myself up to the register, and I was working the register. You moved yourself I was, up? Well, I mean, I had worked myself <laughs> up to the register, right? You became right? manager at 11 and a half. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to fucking start working the cashier. I'm assistant manager at 12. Beers are heavy. I was. Like, hey, hey, real question about the beer. You ever fucking? Did you ever slide a beer in? Did oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. I said I got just a drunk Rudy watching dude, Dodgers. First, first time I got shipping. drunk, I snuck some club mudslides out of the liquor store, and I drank them on the side of the liquor store next to the dumpster, and I got super drunk, and then I went home to go play Nintendo all day. It was it was crazy. That's the life, dude. That was the real life. For rejection. When I was 13 years old, I worked my way up to the register, and the funniest thing ever, dude. They used Who's to, the boss? Sorry, Indian? My, no, this uh, this uh, Italian, I know some Indian Italian like, dude. What are you? How old? <laughs> 22 okay well you can sweep you don't look mexicans are getting younger by you look 10 but okay grab the beer he was he was a, he's an italian guy that's italian actually been in this neighborhood uh for a long time and they've owned the shop for a long time he gave me a job at 11 because i used to go in there all the time and 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 buy baseball cards and i got that was my first job when i was 13 years old kabir i was asking grown men for their id be- before i sold them their malt liquor i would have stole that liquor you probably would have whooped my ass at 13 dude too. i, I used I used to, at 13 years old, I used to be like, hey, man, here's a, I need to see your ID. And then they, like, pull out their wallet halfway. Yeah. And then they think about it and look at me and be like, let me see your ID. Yeah. Where's your ID at, you know? And, but that was just, that was my job at the time. Where's but, your father? I need cigarettes. You but, can't but handle the, that. The worst time I ever had was when I got robbed. I got robbed in the liquor store, man. Robbed at the liquor yeah, store? Yeah, I got, I had a gun placed right so to your cheek. And you're like, thir- how old were you? No, I wasn't 13. I was like Actually, I worked there for a long time, so I was probably like 19. 19? Yeah. That's still pretty young now. Yeah, it's young. still pretty bad. I had a gun pressed up to my was cheek. Was another liquor store? You no, worked same there for liquor 14 store. years. Same liquor store. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You worked there from 11 to 9? When did you leave? I, dude, I used to work there, like, you know, Damn, sporadically. Shut that shit down. You got to leave. I've been here since I was 11. <laughs> right? I'm like chaining Fuck myself McDonald's. to the wall. Spill <laughs> that somewhere else. That was it, man. That was that was probably the single worst time. I mean, Getting I've had robbed. some pretty bad jobs. What's going through your head? Uh, I'm going to die. Was he Indian? At no, least? he was. I think I'm pretty sure he was black. 
Give me all of your shit. Yeah, everything, dude. Everything. I I just opened up the register and just started handing over handfuls of money. Like, what are you going to do? You know, I don't care. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to survive, you know? Sir, I've had my puberty in here. If you think you're walking out here with a fucking dime, I've got another thing coming. All right? I have to get high and play Nintendo in four hours. Yes. I can't have you taking my boss's shit. Oh, my God. That sounds like a terrible day, dude. That's the one. What did you do after you got robbed? I just basically stood there stunned for about 15 minutes. People, people... I didn't even call the people police. People were coming in, sir. People were coming in. There was like a long line of people lining up, and I was just sitting there like just stunned for like 15 to 20 minutes. And I couldn't believe Can what I happened. Can I just get a Snicker bar? I know you just got robbed, but I really <laughs> need the Snicker bar. My wife's being a bitch. It was rough, man. <laughs> it was rough. That that, But that was the bottom. That was hands down the worst moment. Hands down. There's no What else could it be worse? You told the ultimate tale of it. Actually, what to, could be worse? Actually, Something to be honest with you. Cut my hand off. To be honest with you, now when I think about it sometimes, I think about the fact of how I actually hated my life. Yeah. When I worked at the paper company. Right. Versus that one moment where I was scared for my life. Yeah. And honestly, man, I think maybe hating your life for about <laughs> four years was probably still worse than having a gun pressed to your face at yeah, 19. Nobody's, yeah. Could you imagine that, was, that was one moment of terror and a lifetime of stories. I got to tell you. That right there was four years of my life that I robbed. wasted that I just, I can't get back. I got to rob somebody. I got to rob God. Rob that a paper. Give me all Sorry. your leads. <laughs> Trevor, this is, it's way too early for this. Is that a gun? Oh, man. <laughs> No, that's got to be badass. I couldn't imagine doing. I couldn't imagine being robbed at a liquor store. Yeah, I would definitely give them all the money, but I would also like. You gotta I give would it be up. Doing something weird, like giving them tickets to shows too. You gotta give it up, man. <laughs> hmm? Are we gonna do the? Uh, they said just stop talking, and we're gonna. Do oh, it. do we? Because it's like ten twenty one. Or... Yeah. Oh, we can keep talking. This is dynamite no. shit. No, they. Hey, they told me. Hey. They told me not to stop or not to say anything. Just stop and then get back in there. Hell yeah. I'm on fire. <laughs> These stand-up jokes are going to be terrible. We're not going to okay, eat no, any of that. Keep it rocking. That's why I, didn't, I don't want to say anything. We'll just keep you it going. You guys need a break. The walls are okay? coming down. They're opening up. You got more questions? Oh, shit. It's almost 10-20. It is 10-20. That's, that's, why, that's why I did that. But shit. if you got more questions, keep it rolling. Is there anything else you want to ask? Anything funny you want to just end it with? What's your phrase? I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with something. Oh, let's... For how long? Yeah, let's let's do that. I'll I'll intro. Do you want me to ask you that? Yeah, could you do me a favor? Could you just bring in um, yeah, who your favorite comedian? Yeah, you could ask me uh, who my favorite comedians were. All right. And then I'm just gonna uh tell you the fact that I never watched stand up until I started it. Okay, cool. Okay. Jay, you gotta call it, man. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? All right, we're set. All right. All right, it's the rare form here with Rudy Ortiz and my guest Kabir Singh. We've been talking about everything today, man. We got into sports. We even made some bets today. Yes, we did. We've been talking a little bit of comedy uh, for the last couple of minutes. Um, but I want to ask you though, man. You know, of course, you're doing your thing. You're going everywhere and and just making a name for yourself. But what are some of the names in comedy um, that you either looked up to or admired or were really into yeah. their their style? What what are some of the names that that, that come to mind? Yeah, a stand-up. I was a super late bloomer when it came to stand-up. I don't think I started watching stand-up until, like, maybe... I think the first stand-up comedy I have ever saw on TV was, like, maybe six months before I went on stage. Wow. And it didn't didn't blow me away or anything. I couldn't even tell you who I saw, actually. But I did see it. But um, the first live show I ever did was the Rooster Teeth Feathers comedy competition when right. Sammy won it. Right. And then I saw that. That was my first live comedy show. And then I went back and I started watching stand-up. And really, I mean, that was not... You know, it was like Dave Chappelle, Dane Cook, those guys... I mean, it sucks whenever I talk to old school people. They just hate me immediately. They, Five yeah. seconds of talking. What kind of comedy do you like? Ah, I started watching that about uh, nine years ago. 
Because they, they don't like the fact that you're, they probably feel like, oh, this guy. Doesn't. Yeah, and I went back. I mean, I knew the, the social pressures of knowing. I mean, I went back and watched the stand-up from like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and stuff like that. But I don't think there was, it's weird. Like as a comedian, I'm sure there was a comedian that inspired you to, to, to do stand-up. There's really, there's not like a comedian I could pinpoint and be like, that's the reason why I do stand-up comedy or that's who I want to be. It's kind of weird, but. No, my, mine is Paul Rodriguez because, and I say that because. What? No, let me tell you why. Because that was the Edit first. That actually. I know Paul really well. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, Paul is still out there. Paul is still out there doing he's his gangster, thing. Dude. But he's, I mean, just being like a, being like a young Mexican kid, like listening to, watching a lot of stand-up comedy, because I loved watching comedy as a kid, right? right? But then when I saw Paul Rodriguez, he came out with an album a long time ago called Macaroni, or Mac and Cheese, or Mac Macaroni and Cheese. I think it was yeah. called Macaroni and Cheese. Um, and that was the first. First ever CD or anything audio that I actually ever purchased. What year was that? I don't want. I want to say. Were 19... you 11 working at the liquor store? <laughs> yeah, it was, my, it was my liquor store money. Um, I, I want to say like 1994, 93, okay. wow. something like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I bought that. I went to Suncoast. I, I bought it at Suncoast. Uh, bought the CD, bought the album, and that was it right there, man. Once I heard Paul Rodriguez, I was like, "This is." You this ever is, work with this him? This is cool. No, never had a chance to work with For him. For real? I've met him a couple of times, but never. I saw him at, over at uh, at the radio station. Came in. He came in a couple of times to do um some. Nice. some Sets, yeah, real, real nice guy, real cool That's guy. Cool. That's cool that you have that kind of guy. Because when I was growing up, there was no. Indie, I mean, for you, I mean, I, I don't sure it was just because he was. Was, uh, was well, Hispanic, him, him being I mean, Mexican definitely helped the situation it for me. Did, like, I mean, it a, probably wasn't the game breaker, but for me, like Russell didn't blow up till like 1999, right. and I don't think I really watched his stuff until way later, until he already blew up. But yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Stand up is great. There's a lot of great comedians. I, I like watching the comedians that are just. Uh, that that just I get to work with. I mean, there's so many. It's crazy going to like when you're doing a show in like Chicago and Boston. Just your feature and openers alone. Those yes. Guys are like killer. Some of that. Yes. Like, what is this guy trying to make my life harder right now? I don't. It, know. Is 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 the, to be on the same team here? There's <laughs> nothing to prove here. I mean, is that a thing though? Do you get that a lot? Like yeah, like when dude. you when you featured uh, before, do comics ever like say, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't know if Kabir's is the right, right feature because he might blow it out the water. Then I gotta yeah. follow him. Uh, there's been the three times I've ever been kicked out of stand-up comedy, like getting canceled from weekends. There's two of them. Where from when I was featuring for other comedians, they're like, we don't even want to. But it's so rude to do that because number right. one, I always hated on them. But I was like, that's such stupid. That's so dumb. You're headlining. You should be able to do whatever. And then you'd go there and do it. And then you know they, they wouldn't even ask you to take it down. You just get canceled. But then when I started headlining and started going to like, <laughs> like you know, like Atlanta should do the shows, and I'm just all like, yeah, could you tell this guy to calm down here? <laughs> We're just trying to have a good just time. Ease up, right? Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. But like you know, the feature spot's obviously the easiest opening spot. But like, uh, it is weird though. Like that you get, you got like but again there's a lot of great comedians out there that that just are stuck at that spot because they don't have the tv credits to headline it has right. nothing to do with their stand-up i was stuck featuring for like five years before i got on stand-up revolution uh, before that it was basically just me bearing other headlines you make enemies doing that they don't yeah. like you anymore do, do you do you find that do you find that you have like a way of writing jokes or or something that works specifically for you because i know that's something that comics you know comics all have a different way of coming up with material yeah what is what is your way do you have a formula that works for you or i, I do have a formula and i think we're going to try it out actually because what i do is i i don't really write like I don't sit there and have like a structure of the way I write my jokes. What I do is I come up with premises and then I will go on stage ah. or just kind of tell people with my friends, could you listen to me? And then we will build a joke together. Yes. I mean, what happens is someone will give me like uh, – and a lot of times I won't use that specific idea, but someone will show – Something like, okay, what if you do this? Which I'm going to do right now, actually, because okay. I'm going to try this, actually, because I do have a... I've been doing a bunch of sets this week, and there's three jokes that I've been working on. Two, actually, that I, that I want to do. When you come up with the premise, 
you just kind of go out there and say it and you try to help it out. So I got a joke about aliens. I've always wanted a UFO joke, and I've written like five in the past, and they've all sucked. Right. So this is the only one where I thought I came up with a really good premise. So I'm going to throw it out there. And then well, you got a, you got a microphone right there, but we actually do have a stage here. Um, we do. With, with the We're microphone set up. Um, well, you might as well just. Right, let's cut right now. There you go. That was a good bridge, though, right? 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Bridge is good? Yeah, yeah that's good. That sounds like a wonderful idea, Mr. Monet. I'll be delighted to come. And Mr. Boynton, do you speak for him as well? Mr. Boynton has been spoken for many times. The trouble is he doesn't answer. <laughs> oh, you mean about tonight. Yes, Mr. Monet, I feel sure I can speak for Mr. Boynton. Oh, fine. I'll be leaving then. I'll walk you to the door, Mr. Monet. Oh, my address is uh, 9066 Shawm Drive. Try to get there before 10. And I'm sure that as my students say... We will have a ball. <laughs> I'm sure that we will. Yes, until tonight then, Miss Brooks. Stay in the groove. Oh, Natch, Mr. Monet, Natch. <laughs> and Mr. Monet. Yes? Don't take any wooden francs. <laughs> Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, will return in just a moment. But first, here is Vern Smith. Ladies, regardless of age, skin type, or previous beauty care, doctors prove you too may win a lovelier complexion with palm olive soap. But to win this lovelier complexion, the kind men admire and women envy, you must stop improper cleansing. Instead, use palm olive soap the way doctors advise. Remember, 36 doctors, leading skin specialists, advised 1,285 women, many with complexion problems, to use palm olive this way. Some have dry skin, some oily, some coarse looking. Using palm olive soap alone, two out of three won lovelier complexions. Now, here's what the doctors advised Wash your face with palm olive soap. Massaging for one minute with Palm Olive's Soft Lather. This cleansing massage brings your skin Palm Olive's full beautifying effect. Rinse. Do this three times a day for 14 days. It's that simple. But doctors have proved this way using nothing but Palm Olive really works. So forget other beauty care. Use Palm Olive soap alone for a lovelier complexion. For loveliness all over, use big, thrifty bath size palm olive in your tub or shower. After Mr. Monet left, I tried to get Mr. Boynton on the phone to tell him about the invitation. But ours is a party line, a four-party line to be exact, and every time I picked up the receiver, it was in use. Always careful not to lose my temper, I sat by the phone and drummed lightly on the top of the table until my five fingernails were impaled in the mahogany. <laughs> then I tried it once more. As sure as my name is Lucy Schofield, that's the only way to treat men, Emma. Believe me, if I had to do it all over again, Emma, I'd... Oh, excuse me a minute, dear. I think a smell more roast burning in the kitchen. Now, that's a coincidence. And if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, you've made a great choice because they're still filming this cool thing. Yay! The rare... Form cast. Uh, Here we go. Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna come around now? Are you gonna start on this side, or you gonna, I'm gonna start on this side? You are gonna start. On this side. I'm gonna get out of the way. Um, that's what I was thinking. The, 
was gonna say my camera died right when Rudy was doing his little intro. So I'll, I'll grab Rudy. Okay. 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 What am I doing here? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to demoralize you're, him. You're demoralizing him, and you're telling him how he. You know his. You know the tiger. You've seen the stripes, bro. Right. This is yeah. in your future. Right. I don't see why you even sign up for something like this. You think you're gonna be able to get up and, and handle going and doing this job and you know? Okay. You you gotta kind of treat it as you're a blue collar okay, so you worker and this blue collar yes. worker just says I can. So you want me to just say okay? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. To where it's maybe a little bit offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Am I trying to be funny or am I just trying to? You can do whatever you want. Okay. Cool. What are you doing? 
you just you, you just want to kind of have yeah uh, more of a disgusted undertone okay yeah of like bro i love you yeah no way this isn't you and then can i stand up and walk away like like walk cross like like leave him when i'm done talking to him can i just you yeah, leave him dusted, like, 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 use that no, as a... Uh, I, I think that's a little too stagey. Okay, like, cool, just uh, stay here. You guys are still friends, for fuck's cool. sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can even... That's what I was asking. I was like, how, like, how hard are you going to go? But I see what you're saying. No, 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 you're not going to tell him to lock up after, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just wants to be more disgusted with you. Well, I'll pop when I feel like, you know... Okay. You can run that by me real quick. He's going to... So after, okay, after the stage shit, you're going to come back in here. He's going to say, uh... You know, I, okay, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go pick up Jay. Jay Rich, I'm gonna go yeah. try to do his job with him at the barbershop. I'll see you later. You, you'll wrap it up. Thank you for coming. And you'll say, okay, I'm clear. And then you'll kind of speak straight with him. Don't be, don't be like fucking a dick, yeah. mean or anything. Yeah. No, you can like, be a little bit mean. But just, you but be just truthful, tell mean, like how we yeah, are. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, just be straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the show is off now. I don't have to be fucking Mr. Show. Right. I can just speak be real with you. I like the angle of Be real as a friend. Yes. This, this isn't going to work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's not going to work? Like, you trying to be, you trying to do the day jobs. Yeah. Should we just... Oh, like, yeah. That, that's my motivation. Like, I'm totally going to be my Like, I know you. I've seen you work before. Can I respond? I can say it Oh, I can just say that. It's your reaction. It's your reaction. Beautiful. It's, you know, however you want to play that. However you feel about this shit, honestly, should come through. I'll show you. I'll show you, world. Father. Sorry. Where am I? I went blind with rage. Oh, do I? Are we already? We're still sitting? Yeah, you're sitting, you're, you're doing the, you're, you're setting him up again for the stage shit. The stage shit, yeah. And then we're going to do that part. Come here, look. So I'm gonna start off with the process, and then you mentioned yeah, your speed. jokes, okay? Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'm gonna start process off. Process like, to jokes again? No, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be Got like, it. tell me about your process. No, yeah. Okay. And I just walk out and do the stage work. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing, Kabir, like one of the things that I get asked a lot from other comics and really just like normal, you know, audience members in general yeah. uh, is about the process for, for actually coming up with the material. Do you have a process for your material? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a structure on how I'm going to write stuff. Uh, what I do is I come up with premises and then what I'll do is just, I'll just randomly just kind of go hit up the open mics throw them out there, see what comes up the top of my head. Um, and then, you know, other comedians, you know, in the community will kind of help you out uh, and, and stuff like that. So like, sometimes it could be like brainstorming when you're yeah, talking about tagging yeah. and stuff like that. Well, once you get the premise, you can kind of go up there and figure out what you want to do. And then you, once you say it out loud, you kind of hear it and kind of right. figure it out. It's, it's better than just a pen and pencil, well, uh, a, a pen and paper, because you don't, you just, you don't hear it. You know I mean, it's interesting because that's usually the, that's, that's the conventional method. People want right. to sit down, quiet place, yeah. don't want to be interrupted. I need to put my thoughts. Right, right. Onto the pad, but you're saying that you're really just coming up with the premise right. and then making it making it grow from there. Exactly. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do this right now. There's like two jokes that I want to try out that I've been that I've been working on okay. mentally. But um, you know, you're just gonna go out there and do it. But most too many comedians are afraid of going up there and just bomb it and just coming up with ideas. That's the whole point of this. So. That's real. That's real. So, so, so and you could actually help me write this joke. I want to be a part I, of this. I will walk you through the joke and then I will also tell you where I need help with. All right, take your take your bits. Right. Hit that stage that we got set up at the front of the room and uh, and then we'll go from there. 
Kabir Singh. Wow, I didn't, I didn't think we were gonna get a chance to see uh, Kabir Singh live in action. Actually, actually doing, being a part of the process, I'm excited by this. You come up with a premise, and then you just throw it out there and figure it out. Like um, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen, Kabir oh, Singh. Yeah, 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 coming to the stage, this, this guy. It looks like the same uh, attendance as, uh, as my usual shows, actually. <laughs> I feel very good about this. Um, like, so I have this joke. I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to write a, a joke about aliens, which is uh, kind of weird, but like, shit. Mm. Improv, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, animals. <laughs> yeah, right. Come back Should be getting sick. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Try it again. Come on, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the to the betting. All right, we'll do the process thing again. Then we'll do we do the process this. thing again? Or do I just say, all right, let's do this? <laughs> okay, so. Fucking from walking out. Got it. All right, let's go do this. Let's do it, man. Let's rock it out. I get a chance to actually be a part of your process here, which is going to be fun for me. Cause, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, because this is basically brainstorming right now. Yeah, it is brainstorming. You know, you don't have the whole the whole joke, but you could do it in front of other funny people and they'll help you of out. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Kabir Singh. All right, so uh, I've always wanted to write a joke about aliens, so I thought this would be funny. Uh, my worst fear in life is to be abducted by UFOs. Mm. Uh, not because I'm afraid of aliens. I don't care about aliens. I'll slap them in the face. Uh, what, what I don't want to do is be the uh, representative for Earth. Because... <laughs> When you get abducted by aliens, they're going to ask you questions about what's going on there, and I'll, I'll ruin it for all of us. I'm not a smart person, <laughs> right? So I'm pretty sure, like, the alien, like, what would be one of the things an alien would ask? Uh, yeah, what do you eat? Yeah, so I was thinking, like, but what would you probably, yes, so eat. That's a good one. See, there you that's go. why it's, it's working. Story. Process is working. I would say, like, I would be a really bad representative for Earth because I'm pretty sure the alien would be like, uh, who's your leader? And I'd probably be like, uh... It can be you if you play your cards right. Right. <laughs> Let's go downstairs and take over the world. You've got weapons, right? You right. Know, something weird like that. But food is another good incorporate, one. Incorporate. You can incorporate since you're since you're gonna abandon your species. You can incorporate some sort of like gentrification of it all. Like you're gonna be the, the aliens are gonna gentrify Earth. And it's gonna be a lot of alien hipsters walking around here, little mustaches, little unicycles, something like that. Just something like that. It could be like, well, we're all one down there. Right. Uh, and also maybe incorporate something funny. Be like, is LeBron James one of you guys? <laughs> right. Jumping over cars down there, and we've never seen anything like it. He plays for the Monstars from, right. from Space Jam. There you go. Something weird like that. And here's the other joke that I think I have down. I'll try it out. It's uh, is that uh, I do have a girlfriend now, and uh, her best friend uh, is a gay dude who sent her a dick pic, uh. which is weird, right? Uh, and he claims it's an accident. But first of all, I don't think he's gay. I think he's straight. He's just trying to hook up with my girlfriend. Number two, uh, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic, right? You gotta grab your phone, turn your phone on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, pull your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that, send that, 
It's a lot of steps. Right. <laughs> so that's pretty much what we're trying to work on over there. And you can tell you can tell when the guy is insecure with his dick pic because oh. he'll always put like something next to it to show the scale. Oh, to that's see right. so, so you can see exactly how Anything big it is. Ruler, right? Yeah, Anything like think about a ruler. Like he'll probably put like a roll of nickels next to it a and roll. just just so you understand that he's working with something. That's right. It's, it's, it's a, this battery. It's the secure dudes. The what secure dudes are the ones that just point the camera down and click. That's Those are right. the secure guys. The like insecure and that's how you do it. See, we just came up with some stuff right there. And I'm right. going to write it down now. I love the aliens one. With you. If, if, if the guy has a bunch of stuff in the backdrop of his dick pic, he's yeah. very insecure. And he, yeah. wants to, he wants to distract you from what's really going on that's right. and make you see the he's backdrop like, or something. It's like a hotel with miniature shampoo and stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Hey, no, just hanging out at Target. That's not Target. He's got the New York skyline behind his dick for some odd that's reason. The Hyatt. Yes. Okay. I see that. I, this you is have the process. You want to do. So that's basically my process. What I'll do is I'll hit up the open mic just like I did, and I'll literally talk about the joke while I'm doing the joke. Right. It annoys some people, but who gives a shit? Who cares? You know, it's like, this is the way I do it. They already pay their money anyways. laugh. Yeah. You're already getting paid at the end of the exactly, night. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So that's the best I like way that. for me to write. I like Kabir, Kabir Singh, ladies and gentlemen. That's Give it right. up. There we go. Beauty, huh? Very nice of you. I'll give you a one-man applause. Yeah, I know. A golf clap. A little golf clap. So, so this is, okay, now this time you did it, um, on stage, like right. you're actually on stage. I don't yep. know if that's typically how you do it, but I understand the concept behind right, this right. though. It's about bringing a premise to the forefront and then building off that. I like that. Right. This is like very organic. How do you do it when you're not actually on a stage talking to you know somebody who's like right in front of you, like critiquing you? Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough. Like what I'll do is I'll just annoy my friends and start open micing it with them. Sometimes. With your buddies, you're just oh, hanging yeah. out with your buddies. Oh, I do that with my mom all the time. Oh, she ah. hates it. She's like, why don't you come back when the jokes are good, please? That'd be okay. <laughs> right. I am not a test dummy. And I'm like, mom, you, you gotta. This is gold. Um, but no, really. Listen, there's no excuse to not hit mics, man. I mean, yeah. really, any city. I mean, you could be anywhere and you could hit up a mic. So really, it is best to go on stage and just throw those out there. I mean, do people kind of do, especially your comedy friends? I yeah. can imagine. Do they kind of call you out on that? Like, dude, don't open mic me right, right now. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, like, well, like, do, do your friends ever say that? Or I do it with my friends, but who have no mean, idea what's going on? Oh yeah, dude. I'll they just, just like, they just think you're being extremely clever yeah. and very witty. And yeah. oh that oh that Kavir, he's always got a snapper. <laughs> I'll just be at my cousin's birthday party. He's like 15. Sell so Trump, huh? Have you seen this guy? He's like, please, uncle. Oh, man. It's my birthday. That's incredible, man. I, I'm, Get your kids over here. You guys want to hear a comedy show? I'm well, what's actually, what's the youngest What's the youngest crowd that you've ever done? I mean, have you ever done a oh show, like, specifically for kids? I've done Indian weddings where they won't even tell me there's kids. Oh, my God. Those wow. are the worst shows ever. I did, like, an Indian reception once, and I show up, and it's just literally, like, eight, seven-year-olds to four-year-olds maybe just circling around me and dancing. Yes. While I'm doing my set. While you're doing your bit. While people are eating. While I'm contemplating why I didn't go to law school, right. <laughs> this is so much. This is the worst experience ever. I mean, is that the worst setup oh. for a comedy show? Oh, it's the worst. And then when I do actual comedy shows where it is all ages, I mean, those can be fun because nobody yeah. in their right minds coming there. But when you start doing these private gigs where it just could be like young ass kids over there, it's crazy. Yeah, this there's my my thing about comedy shows is I I hate to sound you know like like I'm being uh, petty, but yeah. It, it's a, it's a, a lot about the setup. Like if you have, for example, you've done you know shows at a bar before, or at a restaurant, right, right. or something like that, um, where they're trying to put a, put on a comedy show, but they just don't have the elements around the right. comedy in 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 order. You know, TVs yeah. are on. You got music playing in the background. You got the bar facing that way and yeah. the stage facing that way. I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you have a situation 
where you can't get everybody's attention, yeah. but you're supposed to do 25 minutes of comedy. You know, at that point, you just have to focus on the five people that are watching. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, if they're literally not going to pay attention to you, right. uh, it's never going to be 100% of the crowd not paying attention to you. Do you, you just get louder? You could. It depends how much you care about the show. Right. When you do right. it, when you're headlining 30 shows a month, you're just sitting there like, this one could slide. Yeah. <laughs> I did real good yesterday. These people don't want it. We're not giving it to them. But, like, even when they're not paying attention, you just pick up the four or five that are paying attention and yeah. open mic and do some new stuff and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, it also depends if you're getting paid or not. I mean, you, they depend on you to do well. I mean, how many bar shows do you have to, you're getting paid, like, what, 100 bucks to show up? I mean, yeah, that'd be, that's nice when they can shoot you a nice $100 yeah. for a bar show. And that's doing, nice. Yeah, 20, 30 minutes yeah. up there, and you're like, you know, they're not paying attention. You're like, I should probably try to get their attention. What's your What's yeah. your take on uh, the probably the one thing that uh, I would say scares people? Nah, I mean, no, that's cool. We could just, we just skip right, that. Let's yeah. wrap it up, and then we'll do a little bit after you go off the air. Okay, cool. I, I was just going to say, if it's possible to, we don't even need to do it for reals, but of course, my battery died. I saw that on the second, on the second joke, run, like halfway through the second joke run through. Yeah. So if you could just quickly run through that so I could just get your reactions again, okay. that would be, that would be cool. You guys want to do that first? So we'll or? just do no. pieces. Yeah, we, we can keep doing it and just grab that at the end if that's okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that, cool. That'll that's be fine. the last thing we do. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't even. So, yeah, now, fellas, just wrap it up. All right. And then do a little bit after you go off there. Okay. And then uh, we'll move on to a couple of things. So, do your entrance again. Come here. Go quick. Cool. This is on the first one. No problem. Uh, I'm going to open that goddamn. Hey, Ben. You want to jump out here and just get a two shot for sure. this? And I'll. I'll You'll swap over? Yeah. yeah. So, I'll, I'll wrap it up, ask if you got any show, what shows you got coming up. No, no, I don't, don't even we, say, oh, oh. Don't even, I guess don't even need to say that right yeah, now. Yeah, I think we just wrap it I'm up. Cheating, I'm cheating like a real podcast. Um, uh, wait, we mentioned what would happen, the, the, the hustle of the whole Jay Rich thing. Barbara, I have to say that I'm going to go to Jay Rich's place. Yeah, now yeah, 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 yeah. I mentioned yeah. that. So, you just say, what are you doing up next? Yeah. Just say, what I'll are you doing I'll wrap it up, next? and then I'll ask you, what are you up to? It's like, well, we're going to Oakland to pick up Jay Rich to go uh, to his side hustle. Say hi. We're not saying side hustle. No. We're going to go do uh, his day job. His day job. That's another word. Yeah. I'll just go be like, yeah, we're going to go to his day job. He's a barber. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to cut some hair. Okay. And then you could give like a quick opinion on what you think, how you think I'm going to do it. Okay. Be supportive on the radio. And yeah. Right and when then it's really, done. Yeah. Be supportive on the wrap- radio. And then right when it's done, it's like, yo, shit. bro, I, you, you're not going to be And then I'll wrap it up and then we'll do our thing. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, Kabir, it's uh, it's been a blast, man. It's been a while since we had a chance to really like sit down and chop it up like this, man. And always I'm, a pleasure. I'm always happy for your success. I'm always in your corner, man. And I know I'm gonna catch you at the microphones and stuff like that. But you know, you just keep on rocking your thing, keep Thank on doing you, your man. thing, man. I appreciate it, man, and congratulations on the radio show, man. We'll I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. We're gonna work. We're gonna do more of this more often, man, because I always love uh, your vibes and I love your energy, man. But yes, uh, what do you what are you up to for the rest of the day? Well, we're off to uh, you know Jay Rich, the yeah. other, uh, an amazing comedian. His uh, his day job. He's a barber. Really? He's a barber in Oakland. Okay. So, so uh, we're going to go spend the day with him at work. Uh, and then um, 
I think he's gonna try to get me to cut some hair, man. I'm, I think I'm gonna be. Uh, I think I'm gonna be good at it. Maybe you, I'll find another passion. You know what though? I think you. I think you will be also because the thing is, like, people love a, a barber with a good personality. You're yeah. obviously you're a funny guy. Like, you're gonna oh, entertain you. them. You're gonna entertain them. They're gonna be looking forward to having their haircut by Kabir Singh. I think it's gonna be fun. I you're think, gonna I feel in. bad for the people that are gonna get the haircut. Nah, no. But I'm excited. I'm gonna see what it's like. You know, because it's not all. It's not all cutting hairs. I know he has got a uh, a strenuous job. So it's gonna see. If I'm gonna be excited to to try it out. Maybe watch a YouTube video on uh, on fades oh, before, yeah. before you, before you <laughs> get down no there. We have no time for that now. That, that should have been done Just do a that, week man. ago. Kabir, I really appreciate you, man. Again, thank you, brother, for coming on, man. Thank you, You have been all uh, had a chance to listen to the one and only Mr. Kabir Singh here on the Rare Formcast with Rudy Ortiz. Once again, thank you guys all for tuning in. You guys have a great day. Take it easy. Thank you, man. Right on, man. All right. <sighs> man, uh, I got to tell you, man, that is, uh, you, know, I, you know I believe in you. Yeah, and and you know we go back and stuff, um, but this 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 day job thing, man, it's 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 not gonna work, Kabir. It's not it's not gonna work, man. I, you you you're you're not ready Listen. for this. You know, this is a lot of work. You already put in all these miles onto your brain and everything. Yeah. It's, you're not gonna be able to do this, man. This is not for you. It's not for you. How hard is cutting hair? I think you're gonna be in for a rude awakening. Well, we'll see, sir. We'll see. We'll see about that, man. We'll Just, see. Uh, Take it easy, man. All Good right. luck. Good luck with everything. Take care, buddy. All right. Take I'll see easy. you soon. All right. Do a speech, man. Just go straight up and just right, say it's not gonna work. All right. Just say uh shorter job to do much shorter. All right, gotcha. Gonna work. And gotcha. can I say how hard is cutting hair? Could that be a yeah, good thing going back into okay. five lines here? Okay, I got you. Uh, when you do when you when you're ready to leave, I mean you guys are gonna see each other tonight. That's yeah. the idea. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll see you later it's on tonight. All, it's all in one day, so you guys are gonna be performing at Tommy's. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you have to do is like before our show tonight? Yeah. I, well, I'm gonna go to Jay Rich thing, so I'll make that clear on that all right, one. Cool. Alrighty. Oh, uh, at the end? I'll do it quicker. I'll do it much quicker, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Say something homophobic. <laughs> Be like, mm. We need to sell this. All right, I got you. I got you. you guys ready? No. Doesn't look like it. Well, uh, Kabir, man, we spent like two hours together for the first time in a long time, man. I really appreciate you coming through today, man. I've had a blast. What are you up to for the rest of the day? Uh, that was a blast, man. Uh, well, we're going to be heading over to uh, to Jay Rich. You know Jay Rich, amazing comedian. Of course, um, of course. He's a barber, so we're going to go to his barber shop in Oakland. Wow. We're going to spend a day in his shoes, and then I'm going to be able to cut some hair. So you're going uh, you're to cut a little bit of hair. Yeah, so I don't okay. know if I'm going to survive tonight. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. We're going to go see uh, how he does his job. And it's gonna be exciting, and we have the big show tonight, man. We do, so man. So we're gonna up. we're gonna hook up later on tonight. I Absolutely. want you to I want you to let me know what the whole barbershop experience was like for you. Oh, I'm, I will. I'm yeah. sure you're gonna do great, man. You got a great personality, and people love a happy barber. So well, I think you're gonna you, be good, Rudy. man. Thanks for having again, me, again, brother. I appreciate it, man. Once again, you guys have been listening to Kabir Singh right here on the Rare Formcast with Rudy Ortiz. Thank you for tuning in. You guys take it easy. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, this barbershop thing, man. It's not. It's not gonna work for you, man. It's not gonna work for you. You're. Uh, you're not cut out for it. Dude, how hard is it to cut hair? Honestly. Well, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out. All right. You let me know tonight, man. 
I'll see you tonight, baby. All right, brother. Thanks Take it easy. Me. I'll see you soon, man. Take care. All right. Some responses. Can't they just talk other things? I can. Same thing, right? Like the same thing we just did. What was that? First one is alien. Second one, dick pic. Okay. Same idea. Right. First one. First one was good. Let's see what the second one is. Oh, one second, one second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the second joke I had in mind uh, is uh, is this. Is this. So I have a girlfriend. Uh, her best friend is gay. Okay. Uh, but he sent a dick pic to her recently that he claims was an accident, but I don't think hmm. it is an accident because um, it's really hard to accidentally send a dick pic. There's a lot of steps to send a dick pic. It's complicated. It's complicated. You gotta grab your phone, turn it on, pull your pants down, look at your dick, right. your pants back up, go on the internet, find a bigger dick, take a picture of that dick, right. send that. I mean, it's a lot of work. Right. I think that's a lot of stumbling. Too much stumbling. I mean, what, what do you think needs to be added? I mean, I think the punchline is a little weak. But well, you know, the premise, yeah. you just gotta remind people. You gotta remind people that the more stuff that you add to the dick pic in the background, the yeah. more insecure the man actually is. Oh, see, that's a good idea. Like if he's got a roll of quarters or something to show the scale from whatever it is that he's holding to his penis, that's because he's he's unsure about himself. You know, the 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 secure guys just look, the, take the camera, and then. Point down and click. Those are the secure guys. Triple no A batteries. Nothing going on. Yeah, exactly. There's batteries. It's just there's no other things to compare it to in a secure dick pic. Exactly. So remember that. I like it. They always do the travel size stuff too, the toothpaste and stuff like right. that. Right. Like this is Target. I'm like, that's not Target. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. So I could add that stuff. It's about brainstorming. We're brainstorming. So again, man, I always find that the best way to do it. Two things: you say it out loud, the joke, you hear it, and then other people can uh, help you out, man. That's kind of the. Problem. I dig that. We're doing we're doing the the entrance from the very beginning. Yep. All right. For, so just until he comes in, we're we're going all the way to the point where he comes in, and sits down. Okay. Okay. Yep. Oh, give us a, give us like a little give us a little bit on it. Okay. In case you want yeah. in case you want to come in on that, Matt. All right. Have it in all in one shot. I mean I I 
This is, we're, we're in the middle of safe sets, which is fine. Safe sets just for the day. Accordion guy? This is Draymond. Well, no, that was that, but you're accordion guy. Yeah. At accordion guy. Uh, At. Wait, on, on Instagram? On Insta- I mean, on Cash App or uh, Inst- uh, Venmo. Venmo is at accordion guy. At accordion guy. Okay. Instagram, Instagram is, is the, accor- the, the accordion guy. The accordion guy. Should I change that to be accordion guy? You get to make whatever choices you want with your life, and that is important, and I'm glad you're doing that. You also have many accordions, and that was a choice you made. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just played Dream On. No, I know. I'm, I'm safe. I, I have to save the, the drum beat. Oh, I see. That's like the, that's the whole point. Da, 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 outside is carnival, and everybody is. Jake, your ass in my face. It's carnival in your face. What are you doing with your life? How many sequins did you sow for tomorrow to be a goal? And he's the accordion guy at accordion guy. Things are going to happen, and he's going to play more music, or maybe he won't, and nobody wants an accordion anyway. He's got a looper. He's got a looper. Poopity scooper. He's got a looper. Scoopity doop. Scoopity boop. <laughs> um, rappers get to be famous now when they have kids and they talk about poop. And um, that's uh, dumb because they're guys. Uh, and Holy God. Holy accordion gods. Okay, I'll show you a fun one here. Um, so I wrote that. I saved it. Okay, get out of it now. All of your microphones on. Here we go. Alright, let's see if I can do this without fucking it up. Is it in the key of C? Can you see right. if you can do it? Here we
not my son. I do have a son that lives in Vegas, but that's not the one we're talking about. Uh, All right? No. You fucking weirdos. Weirdo. That was great. Um, you know, Josh Kahn, it's great to have you here with all of your accoutrements. Hey, can I get a request, man? Here, will you put... Maybe. Put, yell, put yeah, a, yell, a yell louder ass, into the... A dope-ass version of the Star Spangled Banner. Fuck that song, but I want no. you to play it. How about how about the one about the purple mountains majesty? Purple mountains majesty above the fruited plains. I just I'm I, every time I think of purple I'm like can I smoke it? <laughs> Drop the beat, bitch. Who's gonna drop the beat now? Boom. <laughs> Who's gonna drop the beat, bitch? You said you didn't love accordion. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a Saturday. We've been drinking since Tuesday. What the fuck's was wrong with you, baby? You don't like accordion? You've got a huge problem in your soul. You soulless monster!
about the accordion, though. Accordion in the house, bro. Touch on the accordion.